We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Here today on Empower Radio. Ah, yes, the wonderful and complex subject of relationships made all the more complex because most of us grew up listening to fairy tales. They were so entertaining and oh, so romantic. And after hearing these stories, what young woman wouldn't want a handsome prince to come along on his white horse and rescue them, to complete them, and then to help them live happily ever after? Gosh, I wanted to believe that this was going to be my future, but alas, it did not work out that way. It took me a long time to figure out that the prince in those stories was really an aspect of myself and to stop giving my power away to men. Here's a quote by Tom Robbins, an American novelist. We are our own dragons as well as our own heroes, and we have to rescue ourselves from ourselves. It took me some time and some tough life lessons to realize and accept that I was stronger, more whole, and more powerful than I had grown up believing. And you know what? I think we all are. Here to continue this very important conversation about our true power is my amazing guest and expert, Liz Lewinson. Liz, she's an author, speaker, technologist, teacher, strategic planner, feminist, and blogger. She's also a public relations expert, has conducted strategic planning for some of the largest companies and governmental agencies in the world. She's managed multi-million dollar projects in information technology and business process improvement. In the spring of 1981, Liz encountered a young American Buddhist teacher at a classroom at UCLA. Rama's teaching on feminism inspired her to embark on a study of the root cause of feminism and the power of women. She was then inspired to write her book, Independence Ring, Rock the Female Revolution, where she presents the core of empowering feminist teachings for girls and women. So Liz, thank you so much for being here today on Journey to Center. It is my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me on the show. Absolutely. So I would like to start this conversation with the subject of power. I always believed men were more powerful than me, so that's why I needed one. What would you say to a woman who believes something along these lines? Um, I would say that that's um, a confused and in actually inaccurate belief in, in most ways, that um, it is true that we were all brought up that way, and the fairy tales still imply that that's the truth. But the um, core teaching that starts out my book is really fundamental to looking at this and understanding this. And what I say and is really the thing that I learned all those years ago from the Buddhist teacher, but have observed on my own in a very secular way ever since, is that there is around every living person an energy field or an energy body, and that for women, it's actually moves and vibrates more rapidly than with a man. The, um, the energy of women or life force itself is conducted more readily through a woman's 
energetic being, which, again, everyone has. And the explanation he gives is that women have this very large, sort of butterfly-like, almost fluid uh, awareness that surrounds them. Whereas men's, if you were to picture it, that same energy field is a little bit more grid-like, a little bit vibrates a little more slowly, it's a little more condensed. And because of the way women are constructed, power actually moves more readily through the being and the um, physical and sort of subtle physical, you could say, structure of a woman. And when you know that, and you know that power is actually your main quality as a woman, it's really um, kind of, I would say, a a cultural confusion to look at men to say, I am going to find a man more powerful than me, because to be honest with you, as a woman, you're not. You will never find that being. If you just start to realize your own potential, you will always be able to express more power in your being than a man. And of course, the funny thing is, Tammy, this has been completely confused for a long time. It's almost been a gender role switch where men have had all the power in society and money and in all kinds of fields. Women have uh, had that power repressed. If I may say one more thing is that the men's um, energetic uh, construction really is very conducive to love and humility. And men, for thousands of years, have had their love and humility also repressed and not acknowledged, just as women have had their power levels repressed. So we have uh, confusion on both sides of the fence here. Yeah, as you're describing or explaining all of this, it's like there is an, an imbalance. And, and I do see that we do see that in society it is a patriarchal type of society i was surprised to find that um i guess it was around twenty five thousand years ago it was really more uh matriarchal and then it kind of the pendulum swung the other direction and it seems like we've gone as far as we can in this matriarchal um imbalance if you will and with things, the structures, the solid structures like banking and housing and a lot of things coming apart, it seems like there's maybe a shift starting to happen. Would you say that you feel that that's the I case? I do feel that. And I think what's happening is that with the advent of a more mental time, which this is really starting to be, the power of women is starting to be more evident. And the more women who express their power, the more studies are being done the more women are shown to be fabulous in careers. They are, they're wonderful leaders. They um, are, again, what does it take really to be powerful? Does it take this kind of, um, so I talk about power in the book and I looked up the definitions and I found even if you go to someplace as simple as uh, your word for windows program and you look up what's power, it has these things like domination and control and this to me is not power. Power is about fluidity and rapid transmutation, and women excel at that. And that is what uh, ability will bring us into much more balance. It's when you have these rigid, much slower, um, you know, face-off kind of uh, situations. That's where all the problems and the lower power and 
let's, you know, rip off the planet kind of mentality has come. Mm-hmm. It is not real power. It's really the most sluggish use of power. Yeah, this is very interesting. You said something that I would, I'd like to get into that I found kind of fascinating. You know, I think most of us, when we think of masculine power, it's competitive, it's it's the warrior, it's the hunter, the gatherer, it's the doingness. But you're saying true masculine power is humility and love. Can you speak a little bit more about that? Mm-hmm. I can. I can. And, you know, it's interesting if because people actually have uh, a gap, like who could we even think of as a role model? And I would like to suggest Gandhi, for example, who mm-hmm. became so powerful in life and was an exact uh, model of humility. Um, and I would also say there's, for for love, this is something which is not just love for a person, but that a man's inner nature is capable of this uh, ecstatic love just for life and for the highest levels of being. And it's really the initial path. Um, Ultimately, all genders, obviously, you know, at higher, the highest levels of the soul, you know, we, we're undoubtedly gender neutral. But un, until we're really at that place, developing a power level as a woman and developing a power level as a man with developing love and humility is the way to go. It doesn't have to be for one person. And I think um, the analogy I use in the book, which I think helps clarify this for women, too, in Back to this idea of the fluidity and the ability to transmute and understand very, very rapidly complex situations that women have built in is uh, you look at nature and you look at power and how power today is actually generated. It is generated by rapid movement. If you look at water rushing through a dam, look at uh, the turbines of the windmill, what creates power? Is it just going ka-chunk, ka-chunk? No. <laughs> it's the rapid movement that creates the change that generates power. And that is actually the beautiful analogy for the power of women. It's very close to nature. It's natural, but it's huge. It is not trivial. It is a very big deal. And um, the love and humility of men is something that just is a power uh, Achieving power as a woman, it's just something that is done on an individual basis, not a lot of role models. Men are put down and sort of ridiculed if they're really loving. So it's a kind of thing that if you're in a relationship with a man, I think the way to go is to say to this man and have a conversation, I want to become as powerful as I can be, and I don't want you to be threatened by it because that's my nature, and I want to explore it. And I want you to know that you can become as loving, you know, as sweet, as sort of, uh, you know, a kinder, softer person than you've been in your life because no one ever supported you to be that way. You can be that way. And I will still, you know, be in a partnership with you. It's okay. Sometimes just to say that is what a man who's, again, been given no reinforcement for that at all um, might feel would be enough to have him feel, that that's okay, I could do that. So there's some options there. You can have, just to start to look at it, a man really needs to develop this to become whole. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he's sort of living in a kind of dozing state where humility repressed because he's trying to act macho, which is not his nature. And... Um, domination, 
not his nature, and not displaying love, not even mm-hmm. exploring those qualities. It's really sad on both sides of the fence. Yeah, I hear you. It's like those qualities are probably more like a false mask of power mm-hmm. rather than true power. So this brings up an interesting question for me anyway, uh, there's a lot of schools of thought out there. There's books that say, and there's teachers that say, don't ever, ever ask a man how they feel. Men are mental thinking creatures and women are feeling emotional creatures. So you don't want to ask a man how they feel. You want to be the demure feminine so they can be the, I guess, masculine. What would, what do you think about that? Well, you heard me giggle. Um, I did hear a think a little giggle. (laughs) I think that is absolute. I think, you know, where I think that comes from, the same old lousy programming that we've had for all these centuries. I, I really do think so. I think it comes from, let's face it, I mean, this, we as women have been told and, and taught, and we were raised by women and who really, we had to cater to men. And the problem with catering to someone who is by nature not as powerful as you are is you notch down your power level. And so I would really don't agree with that overall comment. And I'm not saying that women, of course, women have nurturing feelings, but that what I'm saying is that for, to be really happy as a woman, you need to build up your power level. And where, whatever that might be, whether it's in athletics, whether it's being just having a good you know, relationship with kids, whether it's in your career, it's probably in all of these things you know, the amount of money, the choices you make for your career, any time you thought you would settle because if you reached this level, I would say you, this is the time, having achieved it, it is time for you to go higher and go to the next level because that's building your power level. And uh, it, It's not very satisfying to play small. It is not very satisfying and it's not natural but if you look at history, women have had this whole thing walking two steps behind a man. <laughs> I'm just telling you, it's a, it's a loss for the planet. And that's one of the points I, I want to make is that we're in a tough situation right now on this planet. Obviously, we have everything is just terribly going to hell in a handcart. And a part of it is this, in fact, the Buddhist teacher said actually it was the root cause of all the violence is the gender imbalance. So every time you're sitting there thinking, well, why should I try to become a little bit more powerful? The answer is to help other women, to be a role model, to help your children, to inspire others, and because you are good at it. You, as a woman, are good at it. And um, I'm not saying for men to give up power that they've attained, but that they should not feel threatened by or feel like a woman who is asserting her power is somehow, you know, not being a, quote, womanly woman, end quote. That's just uh, wrong ideas from the start because we were all brought up that way with wrong ideas. Girls have pink. Boys wear blue. Um, this is starting to change, but the what women really need to realize is how powerful that they really truly innately are how positive it is to become powerful, that some of the reasons power seems fearful is just because it's been abused in the past by mostly, honestly, by men because they were the ones that had the most power. Um, I talk about becoming positively powerful 
And I talk about how to do that, just constantly challenging yourself and having enough fun in your life that you always stay on the positive side as you continue to raise your power level, which makes you feel very fulfilled as a woman. And I know that men have told me that who've heard this, as they start to really express more of their love, and it can be quiet, you know, it can be, it doesn't have to be big, it can be just sitting in a room and quietly going, wow, you know, I feel grateful, I feel loving, I feel this, I feel that, and instead of um, doing the dominant thing, they felt they decided to nurture more humility, that really has worked to make men very happy, very happy, because it's new territory for them. Mm. You have to be willing to change, though. I mean, I, I've known some men. I'm thinking of a, a particular uh, friend of mine, and the man she was dating had this false humility, and she uh-huh. found that very attractive. But I could, I sensed that he wasn't really whole, right. and he was speaking out of both sides of his mouth, trying to be this macho man, and he was also, you know, um, I don't know, it was overly humble. There was something inauthentic about it. And she kind of kowtowed to him a little bit. And I was like, hmm, I don't see this boating well long-term. Correct. Um, so a couple things there. Um, yes, you have to trust your intuition. Women, mm-hmm. as a woman, you have a more advanced intuition. It's built into that more fluid, uh, large butterfly shape, physical, mm-hmm. subtle physical energy body. So good to trust your intuition. Um, it's also... I would say to keep your standards pretty high in terms of the men that you associate with. And if you find over time that your energy seems drained it, by the men you might be spending time with, then I think you need to trust your intuition that it is. Um, if the humility, if you find that you're having to sort of toady up to somebody <laughs> just to keep mm-hmm. the thing going, that to me is a sign... It's a no. And it's also, there's nothing wrong at all with having time, years even, you know, of no relationship. One of the things I talk about is why not look at what you, as a woman, um, what is your programming that makes you think you must have a male companion? Or even, you know, uh, what, what prevents you from just having a very independent life, even not maybe not your whole life, but for a while, just so you know you mm-hmm. can do it. I think that's very, very important. Anna, I gonna... love that. That was such an important part of my process, Liz, because I was kind of a romance addict, if you will, and right. from relationship to the next. And I decided finally, because it was attracting a lot of the same types, the macho types, and they were wounded, wounded macho types. Those are my type. I took some time off and decided to make me my relationship priority for several months. And um, I guess allow my butterfly wings to get really big. <laughs> I relaxed into my power. And uh, it was a whole different world when I stepped back out into the, the dating scene and, and immediately met my husband. Right. Your power level was up. Exactly. You spent time with, by yourself. You figured out what mattered to you. Uh, hopefully during that time, you know, if any opportunities arose, you just, they were like doorways and you walked through them. And the... Um, because of that, you then, you know, were, drew someone who I assume now is a, is a nice person who nurtures and understands the power of women. 
because that's really who you're looking for. Um, yeah, a partner. And I think in order to really manifest a partner that's whole, you need to first be really whole. Absolutely. Um, you know, one of the things I talk about in the book, because I've done it for years and found it so helpful, is meditation. And I don't, I'm not oh, yeah. suggesting one practice or the other, but just the idea that you take time every day to try to stop thought. Whatever practice works for you to still your mind is one of the most powerful ways for mo- both men and women to really kind of get rid of some of the junky ideas that you have mm-hmm. swirling around your whole being, Relaxing many of which are not even mind. your own ideas. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, so important. Yeah, so, so in terms of, you know, one of the things to do is, is that. But I, I would go back to saying if, if you're of the type, it's interesting, I'm, I'm just writing a blog on this right now, and it's called you know, how's uh, sex can trash you. <laughs> hmm. Might as well be honest about it. And, and, and that's be, it's, if, it's sex with someone who doesn't honor you. Just trashes your being because women, this same much more fluid energy quality we have around us, it's also more sensitive So than a man. The, the man's grid-like structure, good, uh, one of the positive things is that they can be around anger and negativity and it doesn't hurt them so much. When a woman is, it, it hurts her more. You can get sick from it. You will start, because you're very psychic and sensitive, you will think that some of that is your own. Mm-hmm. And I go back to the idea that we as women need to step up right now to become as powerful as we can be. If you're associating with one of those sort of wounded, not-so-nice guys, that I believe it's a, the reason people, women do it is that they don't accept their own power level. And intuitively, they know if they're making choices to be with such people that they they will come down a bit. And why would you make that choice? And one of the most uh, uh, intense ways that you actually pick up negativity and a whole, uh, I would say, swath of negative feelings can be through sex because women become very open during sex. We like... You know, we have, you know, the studies have shown that for females, sexuality is just so much more complex and so many of the mental and nerve centers are so much more involved. So, you know, if it's going at all well, you know, we become very open. And uh, so being open to somebody, they're not, you know, they're literally injecting their negativity into you at the time of sex. So you will come away from that feeling drained, feeling a little less confident, feeling a and little maybe less... maybe not even understand what's going on. Exactly. Exactly, nope. Tammy. That's so I think a lot of us blog. don't know that we're psychic and sensitive as women. It's like, uh, really? Correct. I didn't know that. <laughs> but we are. Well, that's if we true. Don't, we are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so this is this whole block of awareness and knowledge. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, it's a small book, but I, I'm trying, all those points are in it because <laughs> they, they're important and they're related and... Um, I'm writing a blog right now for um, NYU because I was there and I have um, an associate there who's, who works on their staff and she asked me to write a blog and I said, well, let me look around and just sort of hang out here on the campus for an hour or so and see what I think is the biggest thing I'm seeing. And I intuitively felt that all these capable young women were doing the one thing I think that they were doing wrong is just what we're talking about. It's like saying, oh, I'm in my 20s, I can have sex with whom, whatever, you know, whoever I want, 
you know, dangerous guys, mad guys, people who are angry, people who I know I will never see again because they're just... And all I'm saying is there's nothing to do with prudery. I'm just saying that there's a psychic exchange that you are not aware of, just like mm-hmm. you said, Tammy. And it, it means there's doorways these bright ladies in their 20s are not going to walk through because they got dropped. Their awareness got dropped. And this is just what happens. It's not um, because, we're yes, women, we're very psychic. We're very sensitive. Actually, men are psychic, too. We're all more psychic than we realize. But this whole idea that, you know, and I think I point that out in the books, is that, you know, sex used to be a very high and holy thing. And I think many women sort of have this memory of that. So when you're in a situation where it's just the opposite of that, it's more than it seems. It's, it's if for a woman that wants to build up her power level, just not a good idea. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. It's, it's just, it's sacred and, and we need to take it more seriously. So I would, I would absolutely agree with you. So, um, yeah, I think this is such a fascinating conversation and, um, I'm really looking forward to delving into the second part of the show. I know you've got a list of gender mistakes that uh, I'm, I'm really interested in uh, delving into and figuring out what are these gender mistakes. And um, you're also going to sh- share with us how we can start to shift and maybe transform the masculine and feminine dynamics so that it's more healthy. Right, Liz? Yes. Absolutely. So I'm very excited about going deeper into this conversation with Liz Lewinson about Independence Ring and how we can rock the female revolution. So hang on. We'll be right back. Odds of a young girl being discovered by an industry insider while singing to herself pumping gas? One in 300 million. The odds of the daughter of a clergyman from Severn, Maryland spending 11 weeks at number one on the U.S. singles charts? One in 19 million. The odds of going on to win six Grammy Awards? One in 1.4 million. The odds of selling over 40 million records? One in and 800,000. And the eyes of this musician and performer having a child diagnosed with autism? One in 150. I'm Tony Braxton, and I encourage you to learn the signs of autism at AutismSpeaks.org. Early diagnosis can make a lifetime of difference. Autism Speaks. It's time to listen. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Wild animals face many risks at the hands of humans, but the pervasive and unprecedented destruction of their habitat threatens their very existence. More than 30% of the world's mammals and birds are considered threatened with extinction. We're in the midst of the first great mass extinction to be caused by humans. The only humane solution is land conservation and connecting fragmented wildlife habitats. For more than a decade, the Humane Society Wildlife Land Trust has worked with private landowners to protect wildlife by preserving natural habitats and establishing permanent sanctuaries. Creating shelters without walls, the Humane Society Wildlife Land Trust takes a unique stand in the National Land Trust community by prohibiting recreational and commercial hunting and trapping on our properties. 
Those who care deeply about animals must work together to ensure that wildlife will always have the wild places they need to survive and thrive. Call 1-800-729-SAVE. That's 1-800-729-SAVE. Or visit wildlifelandtrust.org. Have you ever lost a cat? And have you ever wanted to get your cat back after you lost it? Hi there, I'm Andrew Hoffman. I went on this website called inventnow.org. Then I decided to make an invention of my own. It's called the Lost Cat Magnet Invention. So you can get your cat back after you lost it. Just turn it on and lost cats stick to it. That's a good cat. If your cat was hiding up in a tree, it won't be up a tree anymore. It will be stuck to the lost cat magnet. And sometimes they fly toward you in the air. Just listen to one satisfied cat. See, that's proof. You should go to the inventnow.org website too. But just remember one thing. Don't do a lost cat magnet. Anything's possible. Keep thinking. Get started on your own inventions or just play some games at inventnow.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, the National Inventors Hall of Fame Foundation, and the Ad Council. You're listening to Empower Radio. Now back to Journey to Center with Dr. Tammy Belashevsky. Hello, my beautiful friends. I hope you're enjoying this conversation as much as I am with Liz Lewinson, the author of Independence Ring. So, Liz, before we went to break, I mentioned that you would be discussing some gender mistakes that that occur. Um, I'm interested in hearing more about what your thoughts are, what these things are, what your thoughts are, and maybe how we can start to shift them. Okay. Um, I do have a list in a book, um, which is on Amazon, by the way, um, of gender mistakes. And I started with the first one. It just I said it was called objectification of women. Mm-hmm. I don't think that most people listening uh, on your show will be consciously ever doing that, but it's something that we're subjected to in the media all the time. Mm-hmm. And it creates a kind of impression that comes into a woman's being that we're some kind of object. And it's all those ads where you see just like a part of a woman's body, you know, like a breast, some, you know, or some lips that are all pouty or things where women are portrayed in a very, um, it's, it's not powerful at all. Or if it has any power, it's just a kind of a in your face, not holistic. Very surface, sexuality. yeah, very physical. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I mention that because I think that in a subliminal way that women pick up on that and think that, oh, that's somehow that's somebody I should be, if not all the oh, time, yeah. mm-hmm. even occasionally. And so I said, I think that's a gender mistake because it's a mistake to obviously be in the ad industry and do it, but it's also a mistake to even realize that how fully that should be re- rejected. Um, I talk about women not supporting other women as a big mistake. Uh, they think there's something that can be consciously done there where you realize that all the other women that you know in so many other circumstances that there is a networking opportunity and a respect and a, uh, a sense of their power level that you can start to view them with that really enhances the whole uh, female network. And so to not do that, which again is sort of old programming where women were sort of enemies because they all had to vie for the same man, you know, back in the olden days, that whole thing has to be completely uh, thrown out. 
Um, a gender mistake is, is certainly, as we've talked about, to view oneself as not able to achieve power levels that are really beyond what you could conceive of right now. And to not to continue to have a vision for yourself and, again, for other women as holding a bar that probably hasn't even been realized yet mm-hmm. is, is something that to not do that, I believe, is, is, is a mistake. Um, Tammy, which mistakes also stood out for you? Um, well, you have the men holding a limited view of women. Exactly. You know what that brings to mind for me, Liz, is, you know, that saying behind every good man is a woman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I aspired to be that woman. I aspired to be the woman behind a good man without really ever um, having a conscious intention of being fully empowered in my own right. It didn't work very well. I was with a very powerful man. He ended up squashing me like a bug, kicking me to the curb and (laughs) marrying somebody a little younger and hotter. Then he kicked her to the curb and did it again. So um, I'm interested in in your thoughts about this because I I think it's a prevalent um, concept. I think it's like I'm willing to be behind this man and support him. And by virtue of that, I'm important too. Right. So the, the reason I listed that as a mistake associating closely with men who hold a limited view of women is a little bit of what we discussed earlier because of our psychic, uh, we will just, we will accept that as our own thought when it isn't. Um, But it's also because, to be honest, it's it's bad. It's a bad situation for the man too. He shouldn't, he is really manipulating in that context, whether or not he knows it or not. He's, Mm repressing the power of a woman, whether or not he realizes it. And, you know, it's interesting because as a part of everyone's being does see what's going on here. And it's a part of human nature. I talk about this neither male nor female to try to um, really kind of destroy what you're threatened by. And mm-hmm. a lot of times what the very situation that you described where a powerful man takes on this luminous, subtle, physical, beautiful, young wife, and then after, you know, a while, he drops her, gets the next young one. What he's really doing is just taking her energy. He's actually taking it. Oh, my gosh, that's what it felt like. I was, I had chronic fatigue. I was so sick at the end of that relationship. Right. And again, same thing with his next wife. It's like, it's like, oh, he sucked our life force out and then went on, it was like a vampire, moved on to the next one. But, you know, the crazy thing is I would have stayed there. If he wouldn't have left me, I would have stayed there. I think I may have died, but I would have stayed. <laughs> well, I, I, I challenge, you know, and, but you didn't. So, and, no, I and now I could he, say well, that you were fortunate, curve, so. even though it was hard at the time. And I would challenge any woman who's closely linked with any man who has that limited view and who may have made the choices she made because she didn't think she could make it on her own. She didn't think she could have the big house. She didn't think she could have the prestige on her own. I just think that's not true. And what you look around and see is more and more women are doing this on their own. And then there's, uh, as I said, the main reason is women, we're not selfish, most women. The main reason to say, why should I do this? I would say because our planet needs it. It needs your insight as a woman. It needs your leadership as a woman. And it's uh, the biggest gender mistake you can make is to settle for a situation that is sort of really born out of the values of the 
50s, I guess. You know, but let's say born of the values of the last thousands of years where you were in the, you know, the man was the power guy. You were the person supporting him. You know, I would like to tell you that in most cases, the interaction energetically is that when you get a little older and that shiny, luminous body of yours gets a little bit drained, usually by this man with the limited idea of you, uh, yeah, of course he's going to toss you and get the next one. And when the next one gets drained, we'll toss that person and get the next one. That's just the operating system, and I'm not even criticizing it. I just think that to get off the wheel of it, since my book is mainly addressed toward women, and I feel more of an expert on, as a woman, on women, <laughs> um, the exciting news is that there's absolutely no reason to stay in that situation, and there's a lot of reasons to get out of it and to have a voice and have an influence. Mm, so, I love that so much, Liz. You know, And yeah. you've said this a couple times. I totally agree with you. I think the most important thing we can do, not just for ourselves, but for the planet, is to take responsibility for ourselves, to really claim our power, to become fully empowered, to relax into our authentic power. Um, but often it seems like things have to get pretty uncomfortable. Things have to be, get pretty bad for us to finally set that intention. Yes, I think that's just the quality of um, human nature to sort of, sometimes it has to be really in our face how bad things are till we mm-hmm. get up and make the change. What I'm suggesting here is that when you do make the change, why not just go for the brass ring, make a very radical change to say, I am the power being. I'm the power person on the planet. And I'm going to make choices that reflect that. And it's a yeah, different... You know, because I, yeah, I think that, you know, a lot of times men, maybe they're out of balance look for women who are powerful and then think they can assimilate that power. Um, but I think what, what they really want, or at least a man, a good man, somebody who's really empowered, wants a woman who's truly empowered in their own way and can say, you know what, that doesn't resonate for me. Or to have boundaries, not just to kind of like morph and go along with whatever they want. Because I think when that happens, there starts to be an element of almost disrespect. Well, there is. And you have to understand how were men brought up because men were brought up with very few powerful women around them, most, most men. They were brought up to believe that women were somehow powerless and that their main power would be the sexual power that you see mm-hmm. emanating from, like the rock stars of today, the Rihannas and all those people. I know that they're powerful ladies in terms of their success, but it bothers me that they just focus on one uh, note, as it were, which is this you know, very strong sexual quality. The problem with the sexual qualities, by the way, is that if you emphasize that part of your being, you're drawing the most angry part from men. Because men are, again, we we try to destroy what we're threatened by. And, you know, it was shown years and years ago that women are more sexual than men. We have, uh, you know, more complex, interesting orgasms. We have just more, we talked about it earlier, and it's what happens is if a woman is sort of strutting and trying to attract a lot of sexual attention, she's attracting a whole gamut of emotions that are tend to have anger and some resentment. If you were a man who was really brought up to believe that women are meeker and the girl you want to marry is this meek little honey who's just 
you know, I, I don't know what to say about it, who's not too powerful, but is nurturing all the time to you. <laughs> um, and then you discover that this woman is just an incredibly powerful person and capable. You know, this is the root of a lot of divorces. It's just people find out who they really are instead of playing roles that they thought they should play. Yeah, you say something interesting about that. There is no such thing as a, what do you say, no such thing as a docile woman and no such thing as a masculine or a macho man. It's all, they're just great pretenders. Right, right. That's the the roles that we were all, and that are still enforced in most media today. Mm -hmm. So you see most films have a sort of hyper-masculine roles in them. And women, while they are getting stronger, there's still uh, some submission. And I think that what I'm really saying here, first of all, is that you start where you are. And one of the things that you want to realize is that I'm sure everyone listening to this is in a different place in their career, in their lives. And to become more powerful on your own, there's some actually really um, simple things that you can do that don't require vast change, but they... Can, can actually bring about a lot of inner change. And I think some of the steps that we're talking about, and it includes who do you draw into your life. You just told this great story, Tammy. You took time off, and you, it was after you really secure your own foundation, as it were, mm-hmm. that you, somebody came along who really was sort of the right person. And it's because you drew the right person you wouldn't have drawn before. And I'm not suggesting that all women even have to have the right person. I'm, I'm single. I've been single, uh, gosh, most of my life. And I love being single, but I also just know that there's many wonderful choices out there. And I think the base of it is having your own sort of internal integrity and your own internal sense of how powerful you as a woman can be. That's right. really so important. Yeah, you know, the image that comes to mind is uh, the MasterCard symbol. It's like two halves don't make a whole. They just don't. You can try as much as you want, but if you get two one-legged people together trying to walk, it's not going to go well. So my intention was to pull back and become really whole. And then I ended up attracting another really whole person. We overlap, kind of like two circles, like the MasterCard symbol, where there's mm-hmm. still boundaries there's still we have a lot in common we're so compatible things are very easy there's aspects of ourselves that don't overlap he goes and does things with his guy friends i do things with my sister my girlfriends but we're really whole so it's it's very um easy it's very easy and i never knew relationships could be easy but i guess i had to find my authentic shape love my authentic shape know my power before i could manifest another man uh, because I think water finds its own level, who was really whole and solid and confident and comfortable right. in his skin. And honestly, if you have that man, then that man should be able to say to you, sure, you can be as powerful as you Yeah, and he in. has. He's not threatened by it at all. He wants, to, he wants me to fly as high as I can. Exactly. And, and other that's men important. around him that haven't been maybe as um, healthy, if you will, have said, how can you let her travel like that? How can you let her do these things? How can you trust her? And I think it's because he's trustworthy that he trusts me. He's also very discerning as I am. So it's like we love each other with an open hand. But I really did have to take that time off and do my uh, real healing work of myself before I could get to this place. Yeah. 
and um, so in the book, I recommend some really simple things like just spending time alone in nature. You know, sometimes people have never really uh, even put that into their routines. If you're just t- walking along by yourself on a beach, you can just have a whole, it's almost like hitting a reset button. And I strongly recommend when you're taking this stock and trying to kind of look at things, you just take nature, uh, you're back to, you know, you absorb without even thinking about it, the freshness and the vitality of your environment. And that's really important. And I talk about something that I'm going to mention here because I have loved it and I love it for all women. And that is to take some martial arts. I'm sure everyone here is exercising to some degree, but uh, of some type, yoga, whatever. But if for the uh, same hour or two or three that you spend every week, if you take a few months of martial arts, in a, uh, I like karate or taekwondo, but there's other mm-hmm. forms. It's really who's the teacher that you're drawn to and is it close enough for you to go there. It doesn't matter your age. doesn't matter your fitness. I like martial arts because you will learn after a few months how to defend yourself. Just kick and run. That's all you want to do. You don't want to do more than that. But it will give you a confidence. One of the strongest things that women, yeah, women go, I have to have a man in my life. Well, why? Sometimes it's simply a fear (laughs) of not being able to defend yourself in a bad Mm -hmm. situation. And um, I believe that having martial arts in your in your uh, portfolio of things that you've done, whether or not you go, you know, get the high belts doesn't, you know, it's a nice to have, but what you will get is a whole new way of movement and a mental physical connection that's very tight mm-hmm. and a practical level of, uh, you know, self-sufficiency. Right. Yeah. I just hear that's another way of claiming one's power, knowing one's power, enjoying and exploring one's power. Another thing you write about that I really like and would like you to talk more about is a ceremony. Can you, can you talk uh, more yes. about that? Okay. Well, you know, this book is called Independence Ring. And the reason I uh, called it that is that I think that to really uh, do this, that you should, as a woman, set your gauntlet down and even show it. Show it visibly. I wear an independence ring on my left hand. I got it years ago, and it's a beautiful gold ring with a a dark sapphire. And when people ask me about it, I just say, oh, that's my independence ring. And I, um, to me, it exemplifies your commitment to become as positively powerful as you can be. So at the end of the book, I suggest a little ceremony. I say that you can do it by yourself or invite your friends over. Um, but it is, this is a ring that you give to yourself, and it can be very simple, and you can put it under your wedding band if you're already uh, if you're married. But that what this is saying is that you are committing to become as powerful as you can be. That's just a vow, just like a, a wedding vow. It's a commitment vow mm-hmm. to be as powerful as you can be to help yourself and to help others. And that is really in, a, in itself a powerful statement, and it's a way of always reminding yourself of your path. So that is exactly, there is an independence ring ceremony, and um, soon actually on my website there will be some independence rings 
as people have asked for them. And they'll be very simple little rings, much like on the cover, a little mm-hmm. tiny Which gold band beautiful. with a little, little red mm-hmm. stone. And the purpose really is to say, yeah, I am powerful and I believe that the planet needs to come back into balance. And uh, it's, it's actually quite critical. And these studies even have been shown that in societies where women are leaders and are treated well, there's less violence in those societies. So mm-hmm. it's, it's really time for women to step up. And fortunately, the uh, means, educational means, career means, and things that uh, women can do are available in a number of different um, ways. And there again, if you're thinking, well, why would I do that? The answer is because challenging yourself intellectually is another way to increase your power, by the way. So it's breaking your routines, I mentioned, is a good way. Well, I think there's a lot of ways of claiming our power on different levels, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. You talk about meditation and, you know, walking in nature and you talk about uh, maybe taking some martial arts and and the mental or intellectual will be taking some classes, going back to school. Um, So I think these are all really uh, uh, important avenues, different pathways to um, taking responsibility for our power on different levels. Correct. And, and I also just say, and I'll say it again, and if you can sort of try to discern and, and feel that you deserve and owe it to yourself to cut out the negative impressions that might be directed toward you by other people. So if you're really mm-hmm. associating with negative people, you have to look at that pretty closely. It hurts your power level. It hurts your health. And it's the doorways that you won't walk through. That's what I guess really concerns me. And it, it, there's so much out there in the world that, you know, whether it's even in language, that is really not supportive of, of women's power still. Mm-hmm. So we are pioneers on this call. <laughs> We're setting a stage that hasn't really existed yet. You know, I like Hillary Clinton as a role model. I like... Uh, I love Malala. I think her last name is Yousafi, the Pakistani girl who stood up to the Taliban. There's mm. there's there's role models emerging that I think are haven't quite been there in the, all the numbers that are there now. There's an, such an active network of women that you can find out through things like uh, Twitter and just things like that. It's, I find it fabulous to see how many people are doing so many things. It can be very inspiring. But mm-hmm. everyone's a leader. I don't want to suggest that it's not um, that the tide has turned yet. I don't think it has. But I do believe that with more and more women individually saying, you know, I'm wearing my independence ring, whether virtually or in fact, I believe in my power level and that it's more than I ever realized. I believe that I have a very powerfully positive effect that I can make just by exerting my power level to the fullest extent. And that's every person who comes up with that as a woman, every man who decides to explore humility and love in ways that they never did before, just puts our world absolutely on one by one into balance. 
Yeah, I, I, I love what you're saying. And I absolutely agree, Liz. I think this is such a beautiful message that you that you have and that you're sharing and that, you know, your intention is to support and empower women in knowing the truest truth about themselves. So, Liz, if people want to get a hold of your book or find you, how can they do that? Okay. Um, well, my website is independencerang.com, one word. And there's a, a contact area on it. I'm actually just redesigning it, but the new one will be up in a day or two. And um, Amazon is where the book is. And uh, that would be probably contact me via the website. And um, please do go and check out the book. It's on Kindle and print. And I think that having it around will help you. And that's what it's meant, what it's meant to do. Yeah, I love so much of what you're saying here today. It just resonates uh, really deeply for me, you know. So I, I just think that uh, your message is powerful and, and wonderful and your intentions are very sincere. Um, so do you have any final words of wisdom? Say we have some women listening to us. It's like, ah, oh, this really sounds good, but how do I really put that foot on that path? What 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 are some things they can do besides signing up for a martial arts class? <laughs> right. Um, do you have anything else you can share? Well, you know, the first thing I'd say is to observe because this mm-hmm. idea of the uh, w- women having a more uh, rapid, subtle physical or energy body is really new to people. And the idea of men having a more grid-like energy body, I would start to observe that because if you, once you start to see that, this whole thing is going to lodge in your being in a very deep way. I, so uh, that is actually the very first piece of advice. Is I would say start to observe. And start to see how this live quality of women and this ability to be much faster in um, just change and transmutation. It, it, it may not happen for every woman you see or every man that you see, you can see, see this clearly, but I would start to actually observe that this is true. Make the link to how power actually is in nature. It's all about rapid change and transmutation. And consider then a society where women really lead with those qualities. But first I would observe. I think that's the very first step to see that you understand and catch it and then feel fabulous about yourself mm-hmm. as a woman because you were born as a woman and you have this ability. Yeah, I think that's it. I think, I think we hurt when we don't know our power. We and, do. And just by virtue of opening our mind to the possibility that we're more powerful than we think, we could set that intention. We can start to crack open that door. And I really believe, you know, when the student's ready, the teacher appears. So mm-hmm. just cracking people's minds open to set the intention and invite, you know, the universe to, to reveal to them, what's my next step? Where's my teacher? And just pay attention. That's some really good stuff. So, Liz, I have enjoyed our time together thoroughly. You are just um, an amazing teacher and a wealth of wisdom. So this has just been really um, awesome from my perspective. So I appreciate your generosity of spirit and your time. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. I really enjoyed speaking with you as well. And it's nice to hear all the good changes that you're going through, too. Yeah, it's fun. It's interesting. I'm I'm enjoying the process now. I never thought getting older would be cool, but it really kind of is. (laughs) It is. Definitely. I'm having a good time with it. So for my listeners, thank you so much for hanging out with us here today. If you have any thoughts or want to get a hold of me, you can go to my website, Tammy B. 
phd.com that's spelled with an i-t-a-m-m-i-b phd.com and you can write to me with any thoughts suggestions questions i have a guided meditation on there that you can listen to to start clearing your subconscious mind of anything that's no longer serving you in a really fun graceful way and just a shout out to brent carey thank you for this forum called empower radio and my lovely producer brooks your rock star all right take care of yourselves god bless you onward and upward bye for now